Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Now, I'm not sure that this is going to be one of my finest intros because I've just asked the wonderful man that we're chatting to today what he likes to be referred to. And he went, just Chris. So uh, (laughs) can we just welcome Chris Barron to the podcast, uh, who is a sustainability expert, eating well for less. He's a TV presenter. It used to be a green green grocer, but um, we're we're throwing out the questions to him today. So welcome. How are you, mate? I'm very well. And I thought that was a tremendous uh, intro, despite... Sorry, I didn't realise I was absolutely giving you nothing to go on. I I thought... (laughs) I was trying not to be precious and and show busy, you know. So uh, we like it on the we like showbiz on the podcast. People listening who don't know you, do you, do you want to just tell us a little bit about you know what you're doing on the TV and how you went from greengrocer to being on the TV? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, I've been involved in fresh produce my whole life, basically, or my whole adult life. Um, starting off importing and, and selling to all the wholesale markets around the country, which is something that I, I really enjoyed and and, and still do. Um, and then in 2009, we opened the Naked Grocer, which was one of the first zero packaging, um, no single use plastic uh, retailers. You know, they're, they're becoming more common now, but in 2009, that certainly wasn't the case. Um, and we had that for, for many years, uh, many wonderful years, which was, which was brilliant. And then through that, we won some awards, and then one day my phone rang completely out of the blue um, and it was a, a researcher from a, a production company and they said, have you ever considered being on telly? And I can honestly say hand on heart, it had not crossed my mind for even a split second. I think now if you ask children what they want to be, you know, a, a vlogger or a YouTuber or a podcaster or an influencer or a TV presenter may well feature quite commonly, but, but you know, from a, a, a kid born in the 80s, it certainly wasn't something that I ever entertained. Um, so actually I sort of declined the offer cause I was already very busy and said, thank you very much, but, but it's probably not for me. Luckily they persisted. And, and, uh, about eight, n- n- about nine years ago, we did the first series of eat well for less. We've just finished series eight. Um, and Amazing. I'm involved in, in sort of healthy eating consumer issues, you know, sustainability issues and, and just general, but very sort of pragmatic, practical, achievable um advice and, and and help for people yeah and and you're also a dad of three and I can imagine that meal times in your household are incredibly busy going from crazy to being 
fucking crazy because uh, <laughs> I know because I've also got three little ones as well. So, uh, you know, it, are the meal times really important in your house? Do, do you guys eat together? Do you come up with new recipes every night? What does it look like for you? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we we just we freestyle every night. You know, we just no, we don't, not at all. Um, <laughs> and 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 I think it's probably this is it, probably a really good point to to try and alleviate some some stress and anxiety from people. I think no matter who you are or or how you know how great you may seem everybody has their challenges around food and feeding their family you know that they, they they are very very different but but i promise you and having worked with hundreds if not thousands of families i, I can assure you that everybody has some difficulty and challenge and concern and anxiety around this area so look our household is no different it's you know, we're, we're not just you know cooking everything from scratch every night we're all in the kitchen you know it's 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 great. I love meal times. I think they're really important. I think it is important to sit around the table as much as humanly possible. But again, not everybody has that luxury. So I think it's about, you know, making sure that that nobody's excluded from this. You know, if you can do it, brilliant. But if you can't, find another way to make it special. Find another way to make it that time of day where maybe, you know, the, the telly or the phone or the iPad or whatever can go off and, and you can have some quality time and talk. Sometimes they won't want to talk. But but I think it is important if you can to try and to to really harness that moment. I think it's magical. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. It happens every day. It can happen. And I think it is. I think it is one of the most special times. Having said that, we can also have problems. You know, one of them wants to get down. One of them doesn't want to eat that. One of them wants to hit their brother. One of them wants to do something else. It's not. You know, yeah. we're not the Waltons. You know, yeah. I, and I get that. No, no, one no. Welcome, darlings. Look what I've prepared. We've actually started doing something because Georgia actually taught me the importance of eating around as a family, even though so I did it as a kid. They did because I it wasn't I would uh, for me those meal times were so chaotic that I got it into my head that I would just the kids would eat in the playroom the TV would be on it would be a moment I could bring the dinner out and then I could just answer a few emails and you know I didn't really fancy eating my dinner at five o'clock anyway because I wanted mm. to wait for Dozer or whatever but recently I've started to bring the you know the table back into it in fact I've, the table I've got downstairs is the table that I grew up eating around that belonged to my dad and it's oh, really wow. lovely but the resistance that I'm getting from the kids now where I say to them look you're not having your breakfast in the playroom we're going to eat around you know we have breakfast together they start crying they want to sit and I'm like mm. no no I'm, I'm having to stick firm I feel like they love it once they get there mm. but getting them to it it's been quite an eye-opener for me and I realize actually how important it is for us to have those moments together like you said when the tv isn't blaring yeah um, I know it, it's lovely I was gonna say because I I've sort of gone from my husband being home at like 3.30 in the afternoon and all of us eating together to almost now I can't do that so I but I what I now try to do because obviously there'll be lots of parents listening who don't get home in time to yeah. eat with their kids so what we're doing now is I sit down with the kids and eat their dinner with them and I might just eat like an apple or you know like I'm just sitting with them because I found it, weirdly when I when James wasn't there anymore and I was just giving the kids their dinner they actually they didn't really eat very much they really engage with it no yeah. and so they were actually quite used to sitting down having no distractions um but it is it's it is still it is still a challenge <laughs> well, I, reason. I think there's, there's lots of there's lots of points in there I think one being if you do need to sit them in the playroom or the front room with the telly on for your own peace of mind every now and again do it 
do it. Like, you know, that's whatever you need to do to get through. Life is hard, you know, and it, it you know, the varying degrees of, of, of challenges for people. So if you have to do that, do it. But when you can, if you can, I would strongly recommend it on Eat Well for Less. One, when we, 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 you know, we're chatting when we finish and, you know, it's, it's a, a big process for them. They're involved in the process for the best part of two weeks, you know, uh, quite intrusive, quite full on. And you, and you say like, what's the best bit about, um, what's been the best bit? What have you enjoyed most? And that family time sitting around a table mm. is always, always without exception, the highlight. Yeah. I would, I would love it one day to be meeting me, yeah, but I get it, you know. <laughs> but it's, but it, it is, it is always a case. And actually, on going on to another point that you said about how they eat, the kids eat better when you're sat there. Like I think lots of parents will will um, recognize the 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 statement that oh they eat very well at school or they eat their yeah. dinner at school. Yeah. Now it can't be a coincidence that they are sat around with their peer group with no phone, with no telly, with no distractions. Obviously, school has a different, you know, discipline and, and all of that. And, and, I, and I get that. But but there are also lots of similarities and synergies that you can adopt at, in your own home as well. And and lots of parents will hear, oh, they eat fine at school. They try new yeah. things. They do this, but, but they play up for you at home. Part of that is there are a million and one different distractions and having you sat at the table and having, you know, their siblings or whatever sat around the table will absolutely encourage it. It won't, it's not, it's not, you know, there is no silver bullet, but, but lots of small things can, can add up to make a, a, a big difference. Big and difference. I think, you know, taking that time mm. is, is 100% one of those things. Um, Chris, before we get into the Q&A today, can I just ask you a question? Forgive me, this isn't my area of expertise, but I wanted to ask you a question about the supermarkets. Um, mm. So for example, take Waitrose and let's take Lidl. Are there different manuf- um, manufacturers, is that the right word, that are sending food, fruit and veg to, for example, would there be a different farmer that sends their, their, their meat to Waitrose than they would send to Lidl? Why are the prices so different? So there's, there's I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of different reasons for that. Um, in the short answer, uh, some suppliers will be supplying both what the discounters and the premium supermarkets, a hundred percent, like that will definitely be happening. In some instances, it might be a slightly different product. It might have different welfare or, or different, you know, quality assurances or, or different, you know, whatever it might be. Whatever the product is, it might be slightly different. It might be slightly better. In lots of cases, it can be exactly the same. So if you go into a discounter and pick up an apple, there is a distinct possibility that you may, from the same grower, yeah in every single one of those supermarkets, yeah. 100%. How are they cheaper? They offer different, they are different, very different things. I mean, your shopping experience in a premium supermarket is probably slightly different yeah. to one in a, in a discounter. Mm. The, the the range, the choice, the the the, the customer service, the, the benefits, the, the free parking, the, you know, all of these different things, right. they all come with a cost. Um, but yeah, I, I, like, you shop wherever, wherever you, you want to, um, and you can get value in all of the supermarkets. In, in, say, if you went into Tesco's or Sainsbury's, they will have products that are the same price as Audi and Lidl. What yes. Audi and Lidl don't do, though, is give you any choice. So if you have cornflakes, ketchup, beans, and bread on your list, and you go into Audi or Lidl, yeah, you'll only-, only have one option. Right. And it will be the cheapest option. Whereas if you go into another supermarket, 
your same list, you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different options. One of those options will be as cheap, possibly even cheaper than the discounters. But will you always go for the cheapest? I think we are inherently geared up to maybe not go for the cheapest, cheapest one and maybe go yeah. one or two up. Yeah, we go like middle yeah. ground. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? I really love Aldi. I get like loads of vegetables and fruit and stuff from there when I can. And I think I was actually inspired to go from Eat Well for Less and my husband being like, look, look, you can't tell the difference between the branded stuff. And I did try and do that almost like myself, you know, like going and buying the non-branded products in there. But, I remember that. Yeah, but recently I sort of flipped between Ocado and Aldi, which are like obviously <laughs> totally different ends of the spectrum. But Ocado is my convenience. So if I've got a particularly busy week, I'll shop and get some bits on Ocado. And then if I have got time to go to Aldi, I will. And I'll enjoy it when I go. I love I love going and seeing what I can get in there. An adventure. She does. She does. She takes films of it. She takes photos of it. Everyone knows when she's in Aldi. I've been like an ambassador because I do actually really love it. Um, but I don't see that much difference in the quality. Uh, for me, it is usually the convenience. There might be a few things that I'm only getting out of. They make me a pound in the trolleys now and I've never got any bloody money on me. So when I go to Tesco, you've got a quid in. You can use the end of a door key. You can use two 20 pences. You can use two 20 pences. You can, see. You can get little key ring fobs as well. So why don't you do that? Or maybe I'll get you one for Christmas. <laughs> so it's a little key ring fob. <laughs> And it sits on your keys, which you, you will always have your keys, yes. presumably. And then you put it in, boom, and then you know it's you've always. But yes, I get it. It's uh, it's it's an in, it is inconvenient. Right, well, let's we get into this. So many questions. Yeah, George. Um, yeah, I'll kick us off with this one. Um, good batch cooking recipes that I can freeze and bang in the oven. Brilliant. Well, there's tons. There are tons and tons and tons and tons. You can basically batch cook most things and then freeze it. I think the key is. To, to, to is is to how you freeze it so freeze it in portions so if you're batch cooking and I think batch cooking is one of the most amazing things you can do I think it's one of the, the greatest tools in a in a parent's armory or even a single person's armory to save themselves time save themselves money and reduce their food waste I think batch cooking I Sunday Sunday while I'm doing the roast I will have three or four different pans going on for meals for the rest of the week. And they will consist of things like a, a, a bolognese. Um, a, well, first of all, you start with a foundation and then you can take that into lots of different ways. So I'll start with a great big vat of like a, a ragu or bolognese or tomato based sauce. And then from that, I can make two or three different things, whether that be a cottage pie, a shepherd's pie, a chili con carne, a, a lasagna, whatever it might be. I'll get a, like a pie on the go, fish pie. Not every week. Like I'm not like, don't get me. I'm not. Oh, I'm so amazing. And if you're not doing this, you're not. You know. I went a bit gooey then. Did you see me? I was like, like wow, he does wow. all of that. I've only got one sauce pan. If you're in the kitchen, like it, it is no different to chopping one onion to four onions. Like it, it, it's like if you're making the mess, make the mess. Yeah. And you've got one big clean down. You know, it's it's so much more uh, efficient in terms of cost and time and energy and all of these things, you know, and it's just bubbling away and you don't have to do it. And then, you know, then life just gets a bit less stressful during the week. So, you know, I'll make a katsu curry sauce or, or, or a big batch of curry or something. And some things not only freeze really well, actually, when you because because the you know, the water expands in, in the freezing process. Sometimes that flavor can intensify. So you need to be careful if you are batch cooking and, and for if you are batch cooking with the process of freezing and, and reheating and eating at um, a later date, 
slightly underspice or slightly under season your food because that flavor will intensify in the, in the freezing in process so you know just just be slightly mindful of that but freeze things in portions that way if you are to you know when it comes to meal time you don't have to get the whole thing out and, and defrost the whole thing, which then means that that has to be eaten. What so, do you put them in? What do you put, what Tupperwares or? It depends on what it is. I think, you know, freezer bags are perfect. Oh, right, you know, okay. you get these reusable ones. So that's important. Yeah. Get a reusable freezer bag. So A, it's cheaper and, and much better for the environment. Flatten it out. So then it defrosts quicker. So, and, and takes less space. So you sort of, if you fill your bag up, zip it up, flatten it down. So now you've got like a very thin, you know, um, bag of, of whatever it you might be. You can stack them, can't you? You can stack them up. It's important to write what's on there and when it went in the freezer because there is no point in just putting stuff in the freezer to throw it away in five years' this time. Is what I you know, do. Yeah, lots everybody, lots of people do that. Don't worry, but but if but 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 just because you look at it and go, what the heck is that? Mm. Like that could either be uh, bolognese, that could be a vegetable, th- that could be stock, that could, could be, be anything. Yeah, could be, it yeah. just looks absolutely. like mush. Get a sharpie, write it on the. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, love absolutely. that. Brilliant. Yeah, get, get a little label, get a sharpie or whatever, just write on there what it is and when you put it in there. And okay. and I promise you, if you can make the time. Like if you're making, like we're cooking, we're cooking all the time, aren't we? We're cooking at least once a day. There's not, just make double. Yeah. yeah. The problem with that is, is that I, if I don't freeze it really quickly and I leave it in the fridge, I'm like, oh, that'd be perfect for the kids' lunch tomorrow. And then my husband comes back in and I just find him in his pants by the fridge eating just it. eating cold bolognese off a spoon. I go, what the fuck are you doing? He goes, well, yeah. what? I've got, a man's got to eat and it's gone. So I need to get it in the freezer really quickly. That's what I need to do. <laughs> well, or maybe maybe you need to make three lots. So I they do. Can be like, uh, you know, the, the, the pant eating, you know, the all white secret <laughs> bolognese eater of, a, of, a, yeah. of an evening. And then one goes in the fr- one for one for today, one for next week, and one for the husband's week. Love that. Yeah. Right. Um, any tips on meal planning, please, Chris? Do it. That's my biggest tip. Do it. I think it's everybody thinks that meal planning is a the the, the most arduous chore. It's not. It's it can be fun. Make it fun. So get everybody, everybody that's gonna eat the meals should be sat around that table, piece of paper, pencil, cal- crayon, whatever you want to do. And then go, right, who wants to eat what next week? And then you just write the list down. So you, oh, spaghetti bolognese, fish pie. I I want, you know, sausage and chips. I want, you know, whatever it might be. Write them all down. Decide what day you're going to have each meal on. And then write a list of the ingredients you need to make that those meals with. Then cross-reference that list with what you already have. That's your shopping list. And it will take no longer than 10 minutes and it will save you. So people don't plan because they say it takes it's too much effort. It takes too long. It's boring. It's I feel restricted and constrained by it. But there is nothing more time consuming, boring or constrictive than every day having the same age old conversation. What's for dinner? I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. what, we well, what do you fancy? Well, I, oh my! That ground to every and that's this is going up. This conversation is going on in millions and millions and millions of households every single day. That's boring. Yeah. What isn't boring is having spent ten minutes on a Sunday evening jotting down the meals you're all going to have. That does two things. Not only now, 
They go, what's for dinner? It's on the fridge. It's da-da-da-da, like you asked for. So you not only know what you're going to be eating, you know you've got everything you need to make those meals. Then yeah. also, nobody can disagree because, well, you were there on Sunday or Monday. When, you, know, you, you were there when we, we, we did our meal plan. You yeah. agreed to it. So yeah. this is what we're having. That's that. And give them control. Like, let everybody choose a day. And it'd make it, try and make it fun if you can. Maybe, and, and I get some people don't want to, you know, they, they, people feel a bit panicked by knowing what they're going to eat. But realistically, we eat the same meals on rotation anyway. This leads us on to the next question. How not to use the same five meal rotation? Sick of making new things. No one eats. <laughs> no one eats. Brilliant. Yeah, it's tough. And, and we all do it. Everybody's got their, and it's a great thing. Having a repertoire of meals that you're really familiar with and know how to make, you know, off the top of your head, is a great, great thing. So I, d- I think sometimes we have a negative connotation of that. Like, I had the same seven meals on rotation growing up. Like, we almost bar, you know, almost yeah. no Seven, I think, is quite good. Yeah. Seven, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. But I get it doesn't work for everyone. That's yeah. absolutely fine. So what I would suggest with that is look at what those meals are, and then from those meals – tweak one or two of them so if you always have spaghetti bolognese for example maybe try burritos maybe try you know uh, you know enchiladas or 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 something that is very recognizable very similar very similar made from the same sort of components but you just take it in a slightly different direction you know if you always have you say bolognese with with pasta maybe have it with a jacket potato maybe make it into a cottage pie or a shepherd's pie maybe yeah. make it into a chili con carne and have it with rice maybe have it in 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 wraps or whatever you know there's there's weight but but it ultimately it's the same meal that everybody recognizes and everybody likes but you've just changed it you've taken it in a slightly different yeah. direction we've started to bring in um chicken fajitas and they've yeah. gone down an absolute storm and i think george you gave me that we're putting them on the table and they're oh. pulling in the yeah. chicken and putting the cheese on the top and it's just like a bit of a thing it's quite exciting yeah. for them with my kids if they're being a bit fussy if we do like build your own something yeah. whatever it is like yeah like fajitas perfect yeah. then they, they end up adding things in that they wouldn't normally add in which seems i don't know seems to work one million percent. I think I'm a I'm a, a an absolute huge advocate and believer in communal eating. I think that just opens the world to, to to lots of different possibilities. I think when you look at what children will and won't eat, a lot of it is about control. They don't have control over a great deal of their life, but what they put in their mouth is one of those things. So they will, and there's nothing, you know, God, blimey. I mean, partly I'm greedy anyway. So I love those sharing platters yeah. and, and mixing and matching and, and all of that. I think that's great. But sometimes having that single plate of food put down in front of you is quite overwhelming for a child. I don't think we nail portion control particularly well. I think sometimes we put it down and it's suddenly you've just given them, it's like, it's like giving them a massive book to read. They've just gone, Oh, I'm never going to, you know, and then it, and then all the problems come from that. So I think that that sharing platter, that communal eating, putting stuff in the middle and saying, look, I don't want you to eat everything, but just help yourself to a few things. You will be amazed. You will be surprised at what they will choose to put on their own plate. The other benefit of that is once and and get them to serve themselves a little and often. So take a little bit, eat it and take a bit more. Encourage that style of eating. And then what happens then is whatever's left is untouched, is uncontaminated. And those now can be 
the, the, the basis of another meal because they're not contaminated by ketchup or, you know, half chewed or, or messed around or all mushed up together. So, you know, no one wants to be reusing plate waste. That's, you know, I hate food waste, but even for me, that's a stretch. But if, if they've helped themselves from the middle of the table, whatever's left is untouched. Therefore, you can then turn that into many, many different meals the following day or whatever. I like that. Brilliant. Um, e- okay, so I guess, yeah, easy weaning meals that everyone can eat. I mean, uh, so I think you, hard, have, I you think. have to be careful. Of, it depends on the ages, obviously. You know, we're talking about first taste. We're talking about textures. We're talking about introducing different things. I think as soon as you can get them to eat something similar to, to, to what you're eating, I think that's great. I think, you know, as long as you, you, you have to be sensible, you have to chop things up finely, you have to make sure that, that, that you know, that there are no choking hazards. But but there's lots of things that you can make the the family meal and then just blitz up and, and give to the to the little yeah. one. So I think that's a great way. Not only are you introducing them to lot to, to to new flavors, different flavors, but you're not making a completely separate meal. I will caveat that with you need to be sensible and careful with seasoning and and, and flavoring and spicing and yeah. all of those things. But 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 you can do it in a way that you don't season your the the, the dish. You take some out blend or blitz that up and then you start to build the flavor back into to, to, I was to the about family to say that. Yeah. yeah i was about to say that you can take salt off can't you george and then you mm. can you know season your one with salt and pepper and whatever other spices and whatever you're using and then you can just take a little bit for baby and then just yeah. put that down in front of them depending on you know the age that they're at but yeah that's what i used to do and also we're like we're big we love salmon in this house so when i was eating salmon i used to put it off and put it on kits on top of it and he just used to you know it's just finger food that he can just yeah. mush it in his mouth yeah like we were just talking about with fajitas like if you do all the bits separate so like maybe the chicken not so much if, if it's already got spices on it but you know like if you've chopped the peppers and you've just sort of stir fried those by themselves and then you've got maybe I don't know whatever we put avocado in ours but like yeah. slices of avocado yeah. or you know whatever then they can have all those little bits and pieces can't they yeah. um, and then you can use them again the next day like you said just give them a little jalapeno you know <laughs> yeah why not go straight why in not? there <laughs> yeah we'll be right back after this short break Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? I'm so guilty of this. How to cook anything other than pasta bakes. It's getting ridiculous in this house. I make so much pasta. Uh, uh, like it, even like then I'm like, oh, I do something different. Orzo, I do orzo instead, and it's what's just orzo? Pasta. pasta. <laughs> just Why a is different. it called orzo? What's it made of? Because it's kind of like rice. Or, like it's like 
mixture, isn't it? Rice pasta. Oh. So I, I think, look, I think, yeah, I recognise this enormously. And I don't, first of all, I don't think there's anything wrong with pasta. So it's quick. It's easy. The kids love it. Um, so I don't think we should be too hard on ourselves about having pasta. But yes, I get we don't want to be eating it too much. If we can look at maybe, you know, introducing... You know, the trickler color pasta, you know, the, the reds and the greens and the wholemeal. Maybe, you know, that might be a slightly interesting alternative that, that they may or may not like. If you can use a bit of wholemeal pasta, that would be fabulous as well. Um, but I think, again, it's it's look at what you're serving that pasta with. And if you're having, you know, primarily tomato-based um, sauces with it or, or mints or whatever, then try and take that flavor and ingredient into something else, whether that be something like, you know, enchiladas or fajitas or, or burritos yeah. or, or yeah. have it with rice or, you know, or if you're having, say you're having tuna pasta bake, maybe try and make a fish cake. Like it, take a flavor that they love and whether, you know, and then, yeah. and then look at expanding or taking that flavor. And so you're not completely, you know, reinventing the wheel. Yeah. If they love tuna sweet corn pasta bake, make a tuna sweet corn fish cake yeah. or, or croquette or, or hash or whatever, you know, it, it's, but, but don't, don't do it all at once. Don't take their pasta yeah. away and introduce a, load, a ton of new flavors as well. And just go, I'm sick of it. This is what you're having. Ah! <laughs> it. And, and make it a big thing. And look at the end of the day, the pasta, like adults eat pasta. Like there, there's nothing wrong with pasta. It's what you're having it with. And pasta bake is an, inc- you know, as long as they're getting some veggies in there, they're getting some other flavors in there. That's not a problem. I mean, granted, I wouldn't want to eat it every day, but listen, that, mm. like, please don't be too tough on yourself. Like, just try and in- increase the the the, the proportion or, or the 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 servings of vegetables that you're having with it, try and mix it up in different ways, gently try and move it around and, 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 and tweak it a little bit to see how you get on. But, you know, look, just don't be too hard on yourself. I, but I get it. I yeah. get it. I know. Yeah, you always are though, aren't you, as a parent? We did the other day, my kids love mash and then they're really good at eating their veg and stuff. And then the other day I was like doing the mash. And I was like, I'm just going to fry the mash up and then I'm going to put all the veg in it. And it turned out with like it was like a buttery bubble and squeak thing oh. that they Ooh, absolutely yeah. love. I know, it was really nice. And as they were eating it, I was like, hmm, I'm going to have a portion of this. And then we had a bit of meat on it. Like it was just just really simple, but I just put it all in together and I was suddenly like, I'm cooking here, I'm freestyling. I mean, I know I was only frying up mashed potato, but that's really good for me. Um, yeah, nice. Frozen fruit and veg lasts much longer and easy on the pocket. Agree or disagree? Agree, 100%, yeah. Um, I think... I think there is no such thing as bad fruit or veg, whether it's fresh, tinned, frozen, whatever. Like, let's just get more fruit and veg in our diet. I think it's horses for courses. I think some things, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I would prefer the fresh version of. But 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 frozen fruit and veg, I think, is is fabulous. It certainly has its place. Um, you're right. There is no wastage with it. And, and I think then what we should also be, I think some people have a disconnect between they, they they sort of acknowledge you can buy something frozen and and then wouldn't think about freezing a fresh version of it so so they might know full well that you can buy frozen strawberries but would never think about freezing strawberries that they had left over that were imminently about to go in the bin so right. like it's weird because like people go they, you go oh you know you can freeze onions they go no way it's like, yeah, but you know you can buy frozen onions. Oh, yeah, no, I knew you could buy frozen onions, but I didn't realise you, you could freeze you know, onions. You're so, I, I, yeah. You're absolutely. so right. I don't, I'd never freeze an onion, but I live by 
chopped frozen onions. I love so them. anything you can buy Crazy. frozen, you can freeze at home. So it, sometimes you need to, to parboil it. You know, just like, so if you were to freeze some vegetables, just give them a quick, like blanch, tiny little boil in, 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 in boiling water, get them out, drain them, let them cool, put them on a tray separately. So they're not touching. That's quite important. Freeze them. Then once they're frozen, and that won't take long, that will take about 25 minutes. Oh. Once they're frozen, you can then consolidate them, put them in a bag. Now they won't stick together. You can literally just take out one florette at a time. That's really so interesting. The freezer is the key to so many things. It's, it's a, a key to you know saving you time, saving you money, and and massively reducing your food waste. And then when you cook with them, would you just put them straight in the pan, or do you just yeah. put? Them, do you have to defrost the bag? Like, don't they go mushy? How does that? What is that? I've never done no, that. No, you that. just take them out, take them out, put them straight in a in a pan of boiling water. They, you know, you've already. Mm-hmm you've already parboiled them so they, they you won't cook them as 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 long but yeah i mean you're talking minutes it's the same as if you buy it like literally just exactly the same as when it's you buy exactly it like the same. Buy frozen peas or whatever this is another thing that we talk about a lot lunchbox ideas so oh, someone's God. asked for great recipes for the lunchbox and snacks that don't involve egg oh yeah great um so i think you know it depends on where you are and, and and what you're doing. Presumably, it's it. This is a, a child-related um, question, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's whether you have the facility to warm something up or not. I would imagine if it's a school-packed lunch, that, that that isn't the case. So obviously, sandwiches is 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 obviously the go-to. You can take that into different directions. You know, maybe make it with a, a small little roll. You know, put it in a wrap. Sushi, I think would be, I know that sounds bonkers, but we love making sushi, but we don't, you know, they really don't have it with, with raw fish, but you could do it with like a, a, a slightly cut up fish finger or a chicken goujon, yeah. or you could oh, just that's do a good it with idea. Yeah, some cucumber, yeah. some pepper, you know, some veggies in there. And actually, do you know what? Making sushi with your kids is, is hilarious. I, I so want to do that because mine love sushi. It's like their favorite thing to eat, but we just buy it from the supermarket and it's so expensive. I'm like, we're not getting that every week. So I, we could just make it at home, right? so easy to make at home okay. yeah. and, and they sell it everywhere now you can get a, a pack of sushi rice so you just cook that in the same way that you would cook normal rice you can season that with with some rice wine vinegar and sugar if you want but you don't have to then you you can get like a little mat and again these are like they're a quid a couple of quid and you can mm. get them everywhere and then you just roll it up and put you know so you basically you flatten your rice out onto your onto your mat then put whatever you want in as if you were making like a, a, yeah, a wrap or wrap. a fajita or a burrito mm-hmm. and then just roll it up. And I, that's a great little lunchtime thing. You know, you yeah. could definitely do that. The kids, the kids would love it. I appreciate you're ne- you're not doing that every day. I get- How far in advance can you do that? Cause I used to, my son would never eat sandwiches and when he was at preschool, I used to go and buy, like Zoe said, off of the sushi counter, like little avocado sushi and cucumber sushi and stuff and put that in his lunchbox. But that was like three, 350 a little pack, you know, and I was doing that every day, which is crazy. Yeah. But I didn't know how long and like how, say if I was just doing avocado sushi or cucumber sushi, just like a vegetable one, how yeah. far in advance can you prep that and it'd be all right? Well, I mean, look, there's my official hat, which I will give you. Non-official hat. Like what would you give your kids? Three, four days easy. Okay, no fine. So you uh, could make I it think, on you know, a Sunday. Depends on what's in it. Depends on what's going in yes. it. But like you say, cucumber or, or, mm. or avocado, something like that. 
Um, you know, that's that's a very low risk food group. The only thing you've got to be careful of is you don't want to be changing that temperature of the rice. So make sure that once you've cooked it and cooled it down, it then doesn't get warmer again. OK, so as long as it stays in the fridge, you make it, cool it, chill it in the fridge properly. Follow the store, follow the, the, the you know, the, the serving and storing uh, information on the pack. You'll be perfectly safe for a, for a good two or three days. What's the thing about rice? Because um, I hear like horror stories about it. Like sometimes I'll get it out of the fridge if we've had it in a takeaway. And then I'm like putting it in the microwave. And my husband's always like, oh, we need to be a bit careful with that because of X, Y and Z. And I'm like... I don't know. What's the, what, what, you can't reheat rice or you have to reheat it at a certain temperature? You have to. It's the same It's the same with everything. You need to be careful. It's basically, the problem is, is bacteria will grow on it. So you need to, there's two things you need to do. Take the temperature down quickly, as quickly as possible, okay? So you, once it's warm, you want to cool it down. So there's ways of doing that. You can stick it in the fridge. You don't really want to be putting hot things in the fridge because it, it will mess around with the temperature and 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 potentially reduce the shelf life of other things. Don't panic. Like we're not. It's not Armageddon. Like you know, we're not. Oh my God, we start, start the stopwatch. We've got to get this <laughs> right now. But just get it cool as quickly as you can, without panicking. Um, and then cool it properly in the fridge. And then you've got to make sure you reheat it properly. That's the thing. That's all you've got to do because bacteria loves, you know, warm ambient temperatures, you know, so you need to make sure you chill it properly and then heat it up properly and it's perfectly safe. But all this information is on the packets and stuff. But like, okay. but, but, but rice is something that we are particularly worried about and, yeah. you know, have all heard horror stories about. Yeah. But that's where it's been just left out on the counter you know, it's 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 the and then not reheated properly. As long as you chill and reheat your food thoroughly, you will be fine. There's also lots of dates you see on food, and I know that this is a cause of confusion for lots of people. So you have potentially three dates. You'll have the sell by date, a best before date, and a use by date, or display until sell by date, uh, best before, and then use by date. So ignore the first two; they're not safety issues in any way, shape, or form. So a sell by date is is none of our business; it's none of our concern. That's for the retailer to know that they are giving a product enough time to sit on the shelves and then in our in our fridge or cupboards before we get to eat it. Okay, so that's just for them. The the best before date is not a safety issue; that's a quality issue. What a manufacturer or producer is saying is, I can guarantee those that cereal or that that the soup or, or whatever will be taste perfect up until that date. It's about flavor, it's about texture, it's about quality. It's not about safety. And then the third and final one is a use by date. That is a safety issue. So you have to be mindful of those. But the other two dates prior to that, you can absolutely ignore and you will not notice. I've eaten things that are a year, two years beyond their best before date and they are perfectly fine. You wouldn't yeah. tell them. I'm one of those ones. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, the I'm I'm just going to eat it unless it's like stinking from the fridge. Yeah, I'm that's what I was going to say. I smell I, it. I'll yeah, smell I always smell it. The sniff test. Use your senses. Absolutely, Chris. Can we talk about um kind of cost saving exercises? Because I don't know if you'll agree with this, George, but I'm definitely not the person that goes to the supermarket. Let's say you know on a Sunday, does my weekly shop, and then I don't go back again for the week. I'm doing drips and you know, oh yeah, we've run out of this and we need this, and I'm not meal planning, and suddenly we're going to the supermarket. You know two or three times a week and picking stuff up and it's just and there's a bit of food wastage and stuff so what is the most cost effective way of doing your weekly shop and can you feed a family what what but like budgeting wise what should we mm. sort of a be aiming at if we're let's say we're feeding a family of four feeding a family of five in terms of cost at the supermarket per week do you think in your opinion firstly i think uh you would be a perfect candidate to be on eat well for less um so so 
I'll take that as a verbal application. Oh my God, please, please. So, and it's boring. This answer is boring, but it's the actual fact of the matter. Meal planning is the key because if you find yourself going into the supermarket multiple times, and don't get me wrong, that works for some people. Some people, you know, there there is no right or wrong way to shop. Okay, if you want to shop daily and you have the time and and the inclination to to go and shop every day, there there, there can be benefits to that. Because you shouldn't be wasting food. You should be buying little and often. You know, there can be advantages to that. However, invariably, it is not the most cost-effective way because a supermarket is absolutely amazing at selling us stuff. That's what it's there for. That is its primary job. Its raison d'etre, its reason for being, is to save, to, is to, to get you to spend your money. That's That's what it's there for. So the more often you go into this emporium of marketing and advertising and wonderment, the more likely you are to, to, to be parted with your hard-earned money, unless you are exceptionally disciplined. No. However, but there is, you know, there is no right or wrong. One big shop, weekly shops. And I think now we, we sort of sit somewhere in the two of those. We do a big shop and then we do some top-up shops. Most people will know the cost of their big shop. Most people. What we have a bit of a blind spot for is these top-up shops. And that's where the money really starts to add up. If you're going into a supermarket two or three times a week and dropping another 20, 25, possibly even more pounds, that adds up. Sometimes people's top-up shops adds up to more than their big shop. So meal planning is the absolute key. Sit down, as I said earlier, with your family, with everybody that's going to be eating the meals, Decide what you are going to be eating. Then write a list of the things you need to make those meals. Then cross-reference that list with what you already have in your cupboards. You will be surprised at how many tins of chickpeas and and chopped tomatoes and bags of rice and bags of pasta you are already in possession of. So you don't need to buy those, potentially. Then go and stick to the list. Do not deviate from the list, okay? Don't be, oh, oh, don't do that form of, oh, that looks nice shopping because I promise you that will not only cost you money mm. but increase your food waste. So stick to the list as much as possible. And I'm not saying don't get some treats, but just put them on the list. Like, be honest with yourself. If you're going to buy some chocolate, stick it on the list and only buy what it is you're going to, you know, that, that you've got. And then stick to the meal plan. Try and, and reduce the amount of multiple meals that's going on. That is a surefire way to waste money. You know, lots of us do it. Try and stick as much as possible to, to eating the same meal. But but it's tough. In terms of how much should you spend, you know, the, the average, say an average for, for a family of, of say, four um, in this country is around the sort of £80 mark. So you are looking roughly at £20 a head per week, roughly. But that's wow. the average. So there'll be some very low figures in there sort of distorting that yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and some very high figures, you know, some 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 of us that frequent Ocado, for example, will be spilling that out. I mean, Georgia, what would you say? Two, two? Oh, my God. I, I really, I just can't. I mean, I've got an Ocado shop coming tonight and I've got four meals on it and I think it's 170 quid. <gasps> Lorda! <gasps> but I've got Clarence Cool Eggs and I won't go back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like, there's like no. certain things I'm you like. you bought 160 pounds worth of Clarence Cool Eggs. No, but I bought, I bought fifteen pounds worth of smoked salmon. <laughs> oh, Georgia, I love your honesty. I love where you're. You're being right, though. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I, I, I just, uh, it's bad, though. It's bad. Mm. In your defence, the, the 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 thing is, some some things aren't. We don't work on a on a week to week basis. 
in in its purest form. Mm. So some of that stuff that you've bought will presumably go into a, another week. I'm, li- I'm just looking now. I'm, I'm just she's looking now. You don't know how much smoked salmon she eats, Chris. She's, I mean, she's I, we literally eat a lot scuffing of, it all I mean, day long. Oh, do you know what it is? I buy things like these posh chopped tomatoes that are like £2.50 a tin. Whoa, you are joking. Look at those beautiful tits. And what do you do with those? I don't she know, bathes I make, in them at night. I bathe she bathes in them. Yeah. I do her a lot of cooking, but I just get... Actually, these were on offer. They're normally £2.40. They're £1.40 today. For one tin? For a tin of tomatoes. For a tin one of these tin. ones. Tomatoes? Are they chopped tomatoes? No, we were, we, discuss, we were in disgust over this end here. That's a lot of money. But anyway, it is, listen, isn't look, it? Look, no, no judgment. You do whatever you want. If you've got it, do it. Who cares? Like, let's it's both go on this Eat Well for Less programme because I, I think... think well, I, I think yeah. I have taken... I, I, I have put them both down as applicants. I think we do need to go Although on. you're going to come round tomorrow and go, what's your meal plan? And I go, well, Monday, it's sometimes crunchy nut cornflakes for dinner. Tuesday, hummus. <laughs> Wednesday, I might do a spag bowl. Like, it just depends. It's, it's mad because some Sometimes I'm really on it and, so, and I love cooking. When I get into it, I really, really enjoy it. But I've got this pre-programmed idea in my head that I won't be constricted by meal planning. Like it's like, it, like you just said at the beginning, Chris, it's like, oh, it's a hassle. It's too much happening. I've got too much going on in my life. So I'm like, what are we having today? I'll, you know, I'll just open the fridge and be like, oh, we'll just make this. But it does cause a lot of problems. And you're absolutely right. All of the tips and everything you've said has made complete sense. And I always feel really inspired. I feel inspired actually yeah. to do more. What, um, just very quickly on that, what yeah. we do, so but by not spending that 10 minutes meal planning, what we are doing is we are basically putting ourselves on on a best home cook or, or a, a master chef or some bake-off format every night. You know, there's a reason they just go, rustle something up out of those because it's difficult yeah so they it's a we are basically giving ourselves a cookery competition format challenge every night in the comfort of our own home just to save ourselves 10 minutes planning like mm. plan please if, if you if you know if, if everybody takes one thing away from this it's just meal plan and make it fun put some music on let everybody plan you know get on the online Pick up some new recipes if you want. Maybe have like one night or or, or don't plan for, for the weekend. Plan mm. Monday to Friday. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I don't plan the weekend. I do actually plan. I mean, this is the thing. I, I should save money because <laughs> I do actually do those things. I sit down with the kids and it's like they they can pick a meal. I mean, Gigi, my two-year-old, doesn't pick a meal doesn't. because She's she would literally just eat and pick a mix or something. But we do like we do sit there. But then I'm the one who's like, Oh, look, those chopped tomatoes look nice. I'll get those ones instead. Oh, yeah, that Dalesford mint. That looks <laughs> so much better. I'll get that. And so, yeah. You're allowed to treat yourself, though. And I think, you know, you work yeah. hard and I think you're really good. You definitely don't need to beat yourself up because you're the one that sort of introduced the the idea of actually family fa- family cooking to me. And it is, you know, so I think you're coming from a, from a better position in that sense. But obviously there are ways in which we could save money. And I definitely think, you know, we probably need to have a conversation. We're, we're, another conversation with Chris around that. Um, yes, we I do. think we've gone through Thank all the questions though um and chris is there anything that you want to say on like a parting note to any of our listeners i t- just be kind to yourselves and each no. other i think don't be too hard it, like and and kids got so my eldest is nine now um we've had trouble with him with with food you know he's a he's a good boy he's a really good boy but but we have gone through those phases where i won't eat this i won't eat that you can now put anything in front of that boy and he will eat it and that's not cold congratulations to me that they will grow out of it. Yeah, they come through the other side. Mm. Don't make mealtimes a battleground. Life is too short. If they eat pasta, 
let them eat the pasta, but just try and put a different, you know, spin on it with a bit of veg or whatever. If they, if they really want to sit on and, you know, eat on their lap, like let them do it as a treat every day. Like pick your battles is basically what I'm trying to say. Like life is too short, make it fun as much as possible. Like, and don't think that anybody's doing it perfect. Even the people that we look up to and admire and revere on social media, it's not, you know, that's not real. Okay, they will also be having that. I'm not eating that. I don't, you know, da, da, da. everybody has it. Every parent has it to some degree or another. Don't be too hard on yourselves. Your children are alive, fit, and well. Congratulate yourselves. Do the best you can do, and it will all be okay. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for thank coming on the podcast. You. It's been so lovely chatting. <laughs> Likewise, thank you very much. Oh my god! Please, nobody judge me for spending two pounds forty on tomorrow. Do you know what? I genuinely, after I said that, I thought, "Oh my god, people are going to think I'm a complete dickhead." No. And, I, and I am a more. I am a complete dickhead for doing that. And I re- <laughs> and I realised that. But I just, I don't know. And that night, I went and used two tins of them in a sauce, mm. and they were delicious. Yeah. But I am going to do a taste test. <laughs> I'm going to blindfold you next time I see you. Yeah. And instead of us drinking, we're going to be tasting tin tomorrow. George. You know what though? Like no one's going to judge you. I make ridiculous choices, you know, and yeah. and it's all a learning curve. And actually, he he really made me think about what we're consuming as a family. And actually, yeah. I think I'm pretty good when it comes to sort of secondhand toys and buying off Facebook Marketplace. But when it comes to food shopping, I don't do any meal planning. I just do not. And I'm doing the same five, uh, you know, meals on rotation for the kids. You know, when it comes to me and mm. Dozer, I'm like, should we get a takeaway? Because I just my I need to go on a cookery course. That would and I love cooking it's not like I don't enjoy it I just I genuinely do not know what to do I think that's the hardest part though because I go through phases in fact anyone who follows us on Instagram will see I go through phases where I'm like posting new recipes all the time and then I just kind of have periods where I'm just making those same recipes over and over and over again until we get sick of them and then I get inspired again um but it is it's it's a lot it's just another thing isn't it like to add to the list but I love his idea of getting everyone involved because I mean there's four you know there's four in our our family there's five in yours if everybody picked a meal that would be it then, wouldn't it? It'd be that it would be done. Yeah, it would be eating fish fingers a lot more, I think, <laughs> if my kids pick the meals. Uh, listen, we need to get into the products. Um, so, George, you're going to kick us off. Yes, I'm going to kick us off. So, I have been looking for gifts for Gigi. I've sli- really learned from Axel where we just used to buy him everything, like at Christmas. We, we just felt like he had to have loads of stuff. And actually, so much of it we ended up giving away, um, giving to charity shops, and it was just a bit of a waste. So, I stumbled across... Alexa and Alexa, the children's clothing website, they had a toy sale and it's actually still going. And I just collected some of the bits from the post office. And like, it's like a beautiful little doll's wooden crib. Lovely. Some lovely like wooden letters, um, like a doctor's set, but just really just gorgeous and not expensive mm. um so just that just you know as an idea of somewhere to look for these kind of gifts alex and alexa brilliant okay fabulous i like that um i'm going to share my ultimate favorite foundation um because it's recently come into my life you use it as well it's the nars sheer glow foundation which gives Love you it. an amazing coverage like mm. quite a full coverage it wouldn't be my day-to-day um no. foundation but Obviously, we've got Christmas parties galore, drinks with mates. Um, I am either a Stromboli shade or a Barcelona. I mix the two together. It gives really lovely dewy finish, but it covers up any kind of blemishes that you've got or issues with your pores or spots or whatever. 
breakouts, whatever it is. So it is a bit expensive. It's 20, I think it's about 28 pounds, but it lasts for months and months yeah, it and does. months. It's like once every six months I buy a new one. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. I've, I've got three shades, which I have to mix, yeah. like depending on how much fake tan I've got or whatever. <laughs> and, but you know what you can buy? Because, you know, there's no little sort of pump in the foundation you can just buy one and that's actually a tip because it lasts so much longer if you buy the pump to go so I didn't know that yeah online and buy a pump now yeah there we go Um, so actually we're working with this brand um, but one of my friends sent me um, a gift from this brand about a year ago they're called Proper Goose and they're all personalised gifts so a good friend of mine I think I can't remember what I was going through something was going on and she sent me a a tin with my name on it and it was all sweets in it and it was was really really nice but we've yeah. yeah we're working with them like they do teachers gifts like lovely notebooks christmas eve boxes personalized wreaths just something a bit different um if you're struggling in the yeah and the product department. comes in a really nice um packaging as well yeah um so it's all kind of um card and you just sort of slide the product out of it just really wrapped lovely yeah we really like them as a brand so yeah we're excited to be working with them as well and from proper goose to uh, secondhand black and decker workbench that i got yeah. from facebook marketplace for kit for his uh, christmas present Obviously, as you know, like I have spent some money on buying toys from Amazon, but my whole thing with the big presents is that I try and source them secondhand. And I just think he's going to go absolutely bonkers. He's so into drilling, a bit like his dad. <laughs> hey, no, uh, and it's got all it's got all the accessories to go with it, and it's got like little screws that you can screw. I mean, all the innuendos, drilling and screwing. Over to you, George. <laughs> Oh, I can't really match up to that. I'm just going to go boring now. <laughs> no, so actually, Zoe doesn't wear pyjamas, so she no. will not be interested in this. But I am a sucker for a matching PJ. I I mean, I get so many pairs throughout the year for me and the kids. James not included. He will not get involved. No, good. But Nobody's Child have just launched a range of matching PJs and they are absolutely gorgeous. I love button-up PJs, like little floral patterns. Um, so they are going to be mine and Gigi's Christmas pyjamas. Gorgeous. Yeah. Love yes. that. Brilliant. Um, right, that is the end of the podcast. As always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe and give the podcast a little follow. And uh, Georgia, we're still loving getting the photos of where you're listening to the podcast, aren't we? Yes, we are. I think someone was listening with like a glass of bubbles in the hot tub in their garden the other yes. night and that was just, that was great to see um but we are looking at new year episodes so if you've got any suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover guests you'd like to see or hear from um, then please just drop us a dm we're on at made by mummers and we will be back on tuesday made by mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely charlotte mason insanity group Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.